0: Father God, we do thank you for this day, and we thank you for this time of year where we can celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus Christ into the world. And we pray you would uh, help us now to understand better who he is and what he has done. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to sing uh, our first carol now, and it's number eight in your little uh, carol sheets. Just confusing confuse things, it's page four, but number eight. And it's, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. And so Susan uh, will play the introduction, and then when she's played the introduction, if we all stand, uh, if you're in doubt, just copy everyone else, and uh, you'll be able to stand at the right time. So it's number eight, O come, all ye faithful. have our first reading uh, now from the Bible and I'm going to read uh, from the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 to 7. Uh, But just to explain this passage, uh, if you've uh, been at the church in the last few weeks we've been going through this part of the Bible and it was written at a time when the people of God were going through a very difficult time. Uh, they were surrounded by enemies who were threatening to invade and take them over. And the king at the time was a young man called King Ahaz, and he was particularly afraid, and he did not know what was going to happen next. But Ahaz was a descendant of King David. Uh, you may have heard of King David. And God had promised David that he would always have a king to sit on the throne. So he told Ahaz not to be afraid and that one day he was going to send a child who would be a king forever. And that is what this particular reading is all about. It's just two verses, but it's from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And God says, For unto us... The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God said that he would give a child who would be a king forever. And you may have spied, some of those of you with beady eyes, that I do have four gifts on this table. And we're going to open these gifts one at a time over the course of this evening because this child, this baby who God promised... God gives him four names, four very special names which describe what a wonderful gift this baby will be. And I have four gifts for each of those four names. So I'd like a volunteer, uh, preferably some of the younger ones, I think would be more appropriate. But someone would like to open. Emily, well done, you've got your hand up. Can you come and open our first present, this one here? Now, I have to say, first of all, I'm afraid you cannot keep. What is in the present? But I do have something else that you can keep. But if you just open it for us and we'll have a look at what it is. It's really exciting. It's it is heavy, yes. To be fair, I don't think it needs to be that heavy, but it's just what it's made out of. Do you have any guesses what it might be? A wooden box. It is a wooden box. It's more what's in the wooden box. Can you open it? That's the question. Okay, now open it up. Should open. There we go. Do you recognize what that is? A compass. It is. It's a compass. Very well done, Emily. And you can have something for my little bag here. So take one of those and you can take your seat. Okay. Very well, well done, Emily. It is a compass. A sort of posh looking one. Uh, but a compass nonetheless. And Did you hear what the first name which God said this babe would be called? It was he would be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful counsellor. Now, some of you may have counsellors who you go to. And a counsellor is someone who tells you the way to live, tells you the way to go, how to make important decisions. And that is what a compass does as well. Uh, If you want to know where you are, or if you want to know what the right direction to go in, you can use a compass. And that's a little bit like what this baby was going to be like. Uh, Not show us the way to go north, south, east or west, but this baby would show us the way we should live. That's why he would be called Wonderful Counselor. It reminds me of a little story I heard uh, about a man, and it was Christmas morning, and uh, he wasn't a Christian, he wasn't even sure he believed in God, but he was sitting on Christmas morning looking at his fireplace, pondering the Christmas story, and he was thinking, it's ridiculous." It's absurd. Why would God step down into this world and become a human being, which is what the Christmas story says? He said, "Why would God want to become a little puny human?" It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. But as he was pondering, he heard a noise outside. It was a squawk, a honking, and he looked out his window and he saw a flock of geese uh, flapping around in the snow. And he went outside to try and help the geese. They were disoriented and they had lost their way and they couldn't uh, escape from the problem that they had got themselves into and they were just flapping around in the snow. And the old man tried to direct them into the warm barn so that at least they would be warm while they sorted themselves out. But however much he tried, they wouldn't listen to him. He tried to shoo them into the barn, but they kept going the opposite direction. And in his frustration, he said, if only if only there was a way I could explain to them, I'm just trying to help them. I'm just trying to make their life better. Then he realized that there was one way. If only somehow, perhaps he could become a goose. And if he could be a goose like them and speak a goose language, and if he could walk alongside them, perhaps he could persuade them to go into the barn. But he knew, of course, that would be impossible. Then he realized That's exactly what the Christmas story taught. That God stepped into this world and became a human being just like you and me to show us the way we can go. Uh, God is high above us. We can't understand him by ourselves. But God became a man. He became a human being that we might understand him. That's why he can be a wonderful counselor. And that leads... Onto our second carol this evening. And our second carol is Once in Royal David's City. Once in Royal David's City. And you'll notice uh, the fourth verse. Uh, the fourth verse of this carol says that Jesus is our childhood's pattern. Day by day, like us, he grew. He was little, weak, and helpless. Tears and smiles, like us, he knew. And he feels for our sadness and he shares in all our gladness. Christ can be a wonderful counsellor because he's a man like us. So let's stand now to sing our second carol, Once in Royal David City. It's number three. We're going to have uh, a solo now, and Susan is going to sing for us. So you can sit back and uh, simply listen as Susan sings for us, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Thank you very much, Susan. And with those words in our minds, we're going to have our second reading, and Elliot is going to come and read to us from Luke's Gospel in the New Testament, verses 26 to 38. Thank you, Elliot.
1: Christ's birth announced to Mary. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
0: Thank you very much, Elliot. So we see, if you hadn't guessed it already, that Jesus is the baby that was promised all those years before by Isaiah, which leads us to our second gift. We're looking at four names that were given to this promised baby. We've seen that he was a wonderful counselor, but there's three more. So do we have a volunteer to... um, Tilly, we'll go for Tilly. Okay, so Tilly, if you can take this one. And this is probably the most unusual of them. So it's also the smallest, but possibly the most valuable. Maybe. And if you can tell me what's written on the front.
2: Seven-sided mint.
0: And what's the little writing underneath, at the bottom?
2: Um, titanium
3: button collection.
0: That's it. It says titanium bullion collection. You can have a little suite, and I'll explain what this is. Thank you, Don't be silly. Yes, it is a little box with a little piece of metal, which is titanium. Now, some of you, maybe some of the guys, perhaps, maybe that's I don't know if that's sexist, but some people may know what titanium is more than others. But titanium is a very strong metal. Uh, I understand, if I get this right, for pound for pound, it's the strongest metal in the world. I don't know exactly what that means, pound for pound, but it means it's strong. But not only is it strong, it's also very light. It's much lighter than steel, even though it is stronger. And this little hunk of titanium reminds me of the second name that God gave to this baby that would come, Jesus. He would be Mighty God. Uh, this is strong metal. I can't snap this. There's nothing I can do, I don't think, to make this I really hope it doesn't. But nothing I can do to make this snap, because it is a strong metal. And in that similar way, Christ, Jesus, is mighty. He is the mighty God. But just like this piece of titanium, though it's strong, is light. God, or Jesus, should I say, is God but as a little, tiny baby. Isn't that amazing? That God, the creator of the whole universe, could become something so small and delicate as a baby. Um, It's a wonderful thing to try and wrap your head around. Uh, Because if God was just mighty, if he was just strong, that'd be quite terrifying, wouldn't it? Uh, To have a ruler who is strong, that'd be quite scary. Because you don't know how he or she might behave, what they might do to you. But Jesus isn't just mighty. He also came as a little tiny baby in a manger because he's also gentle. He's also kind. Uh, sometimes I share um, one of my favourite books. is called The Lion, the Wish and the Wardrobe. Some of you may have heard it. Uh, it's a story about four children who go into the land of Narnia. Uh, it's kind of a Christmassy sort of story. Uh, Father Christmas is in it anyway. And in that story, they hear about the great lion Aslan. And they discover that Aslan is a lion with teeth and a mane and huge, strong muscles. And one of the little children says, A lion, is he safe? And the person who introduces them to Aslan says, Safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. That's a wonderful description of what God is like. He's not safe. He's strong. He's mighty. But he's good. He's kind. He doesn't want to hurt us. He wants to help us. And Jesus, the Bible says, is the mighty God. But the mighty God has a little baby. So remember that little piece of titanium. Remember that Jesus is God, even when he came as a baby. And that leads to our third carol, which we'll sing all together. And it's number four in your carol sheet. Number four on page two. It's silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round the virgin and her child, holy infant, so tender and mild. So we'll stand to sing number four, Silent Night. To that point in the program where we test the courage of the uh, YPFers, um, because we do have on our sheets here a section for the YPF singing. Uh, in the YPF, every Friday, uh, for the last few uh, weeks and months, really, we've been learning a couple of songs. Um, so now, um, those of you who are here from YPF, now is your opportunity to shine. So if you could come up to the front and just stand here. Rachel is here with you as well, so you're not on your own. And if you could just come to the front. What was it? That's it, well done. Be brave. And those in the YPF who are here are going to sing. And those who perhaps know uh, the songs as well, perhaps you can give a helping hand uh, if needed. And the... YPF are going to sing two songs now. The first song is Come and Join the Celebration. Yep, first one, (laughs) thank you. And then after this, they're going to sing Away in a Manger. And how it's going to work is like this. Uh, Esme and Tilly, I believe they're happy, are going to sing the first verse of Away in a Manger when we get there. Then the rest of the children will sing with them the second verse. And then all of us will join in the third verse and Wayne Maine is number 2 in your songbook. So that's after the first song which is come and join the celebration. So Susan will do the introduction and the children will sing for us their song. well done indeed. Uh, That was very, very good. We're going to have our third reading now and Phoebe is going to read again from Luke's Gospel, but reading from chapter 2, which I trust will be a very familiar passage uh, to all of us. Thank you, Phoebe.
3: Luke 2 verse 1 to 20. And it came to pass in those days that there was a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be registered. The census first took place while Curinus, the governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph went up from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which was called Bethlehem. Because he was the house of of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed of her to be delivered. And she was brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped in him swallod- swall- swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were Now there were, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill to all, all men and so it was when the angels had gone away from into heaven that the shepherds said to one another let us go now to bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came to with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in the manger now when they had heard, seen him, they were made widely known that saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who had heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered on them on her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And it was told to them. This is the word of God.
0: Thank you very much. Now, I don't know about you, but when, I don't know when you were born, whether they had angels proclaim your birth. I know they didn't for me. Um, I suspect it wasn't the case for you either, but Jesus had his birth proclaimed by angels. I think it's time to open another present. So do we have another volunteer, someone who would like to open? Okay, over there. Would you like to? Read? Max, is it? I think it's Max. William. William, sorry, I haven't got my glasses on. (laughs) So, William, if you could open, slightly bigger than the last one, but if you could just open that one. Again, I'm afraid you won't be able to keep it, but I'll get you a different thing. (laughs) And before you open the box, do you have any guess what might be inside it? You may have seen a box like that before. No, no guess? Okay, then if you just hold it, that's it. And then open it up. What's that? Mm. It is. It's a wing. That's right. Well done. And you can have pick up your sweets on there. I'm starting to get a bit lower. There you go. Very well done, William. It is. It is a wing. Now, I thought about asking someone to loan me uh, their wedding ring, but I didn't want to bear the responsibility. <laughs> of looking after someone's wedding ring, so I I, I bought a a cheap, not real one, (laughs) online. But here is a representation of a wedding ring, the biggest one I could find. I feel slightly like Gollum holding this, but uh, it's a wedding ring. And this pictures the third name that God said this baby, the baby Jesus would have which was he would be everlasting father. That seems a strange name to give to a baby, doesn't it? To call a baby everlasting father. Uh, but let's just go back to the wedding ring for a moment. Uh, You'll notice the wedding ring is made of gold. Uh, that's because it is precious. Uh, the wedding vows are precious things. And Jesus would be precious. But it's also a circle, And it's a circle to represent faithfulness and eternity. And when a husband and wife get married, they make promises to one another. Now, obviously, sadly, uh, things can go wrong in marriages. Um, And sometimes husbands and wives don't love each other all their lives, and obviously death. Gets in the way in all marriages. But the Bible says that this baby that was to be born would grow up and he would be an everlasting father. Uh, Nothing would ever spoil his faithfulness. Jesus would be faithful all his life, he would never, ever fail. It reminds me of a story I heard of a little boy. And he wanted to go to a birthday party to a friend who lived a few blocks away. Uh, But when the day finally arrived, there was a huge blizzard outside. Uh, Perhaps the weather was a little bit like it is for us at the moment. And there was a huge snowy blizzard outside. And his father, realising the danger of his son travelling through this blizzard, was inclined to say that his son couldn't go to the birthday party after all. Uh, but the uh, his young son reacted tearfully and he said but dad all the other children will be there the parents are letting them go and eventually his father relented and he said all right you can go and overjoyed the boy bundled up in coats and scarves and he plunged into the raging blizzard uh, the driving snow made visibility almost impossible and it took him more than half an hour to trudge the short distance to the party. But when he got there, and as he rang the doorbell, he turned briefly to look back into the storm, and his eye caught the shadow of a retreating figure. It was his father. He had followed him all the way to make sure he arrived safely. That was a faithful father who loved his child and wanted to make sure he was safe. And that's what the Bible says Jesus is like. He is the everlasting father. He's a father who will never let us down if we trust in him. Uh, No earthly father is perfect. Uh, None of them here. I'm sure there's a number here tonight. uh, tonight. Uh, We all make mistakes. We all fail. But Jesus never does. And that's why he is the everlasting father. He is someone who can protect us even in the worst of circumstances. So that's the third name of Jesus, Everlasting Father. And with that, we'll sing our fourth carol. And it's the carol which puts the reading we just had into song form. Uh, it's number five. Uh, now, I learned different lyrics to this song uh, many years ago Um, but we're going to sing the traditional lyrics now uh, the ones which you can read in the book and it's number five while shepherds watched their flocks by night all seated on the ground the angel of the lord came down and glory shone around so we're going to stand to sing number five drawing to a close now but there is just one more present that needs opening and it's the biggest one so i need a volunteer oh it's difficult it's the last one i'll tell you what i'm gonna get two people to do this because i feel so hearted so matthew and yourself yes and if you could help each other to open this last present the biggest one and I warn you, it's something unusual inside, but it's not alive, don't worry, it's not, like, not going to bite you or anything. <laughs> it's, it's not, don't worry, it's nothing alive. Uh, so yeah, just, just rip it open, just, I'm sure you are not like this on Christmas morning. <laughs> Although I did do it quite, there was a lot of sellotape involved. This was the most difficult one to wrap as so I had to find a box and everything for it. And when you see it, you might think it's something it's not actually. Okay. Well done, I'll take that. Now, can you just open the lid? Oh, it's one of those little funny things, so if you just pull that. Pull that open. You're doing a wonderful job. Okay, ooh, that's strange. Now, if you just hold one of those up, just take, and just hold it up so someone can see. Okay, right, so I'll take the box now, and if you just put that on the side, Matthew, just put it on, maybe on the Bible there, and I'll explain what it is, and you can take one of the chocolates. You did a wonderful job, and you can sit down, yes. Well done, thank you, very welcome. Okay. Now, I say they look baffled, and perhaps you look baffled as well. And it is not mistletoe. (laughs) The what you're thinking, it's not. It is not mistletoe. In fact, they are olive branches. They are, well, they're fake olive branches, they're made of plastic. But they are representing olive branches. Now, perhaps there's a smart, maybe even the children knows, but does any of the adults know what are special about olive branches? Branches. Does anyone know why are olive branches special? They are related to Noah's Ark, but that's not, that might be linked to what the special thing is. But these are used, if I say in war, that might help you. Uh, Matthew, do you know? Oh, you're so close. You're so close, I'm just going to give it to you, yes. In war, olive branches are a sign of peace. And I don't know if this happens so much nowadays. But in the olden days, if someone came, won the enemy, and they were holding olive branches, the people wouldn't attack them because it was a sign of peace. It was a sign that they wanted to make peace with their enemy. And this reminds us of the last name that God said Jesus would have that he would be Prince of Peace. We've seen that he is a wonderful counsellor. We've seen he is mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. But most importantly, he is the Prince of Peace. And if you like, Jesus is God offering us an olive branch. Uh, By nature, we're against God. Perhaps we don't. Uh, fight against him with weapons and our fists or things like that but we ignore him we don't do what God wants us to do we often go against our conscience and the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray we're a bit like those geese in that first story flapping around in the snow not listening to what God has to tell us and we deserve to be judged for that but instead of judging us God sent his son into the world to be the prince of peace It reminded me of just one final story I want to share with you. And it's a true story uh, about a tribe, and I forget what part of the world. I think it was sort of in Indonesia sort of area. But there were some missionaries who were working amongst this tribe, and this tribe really frustrated them because they continuously were fighting with a neighboring tribe next to them, and they would be constantly at war fighting excuses to fight one another. And the missionaries said to them in the end, they said, if you can't make peace, if you can't sort this out, we're going to have to leave. Uh, We won't be able to live with you anymore. And so the two tribes got together and they made a plan to make peace. And they agreed that one family in the tribe who had had a newborn child would take that newborn child and give it to a family in the opposite tribe. And the other tribe... Again, a family who had had a newborn child would take their child and give it to the family who had given up their child. So both tribes would have a child raised in the opposite enemy tribe. And they agreed while those children lived, there would be no war between those tribes. And they called those children peace children. They were the peace childs. And it ensured peace between the tribes. In a much more deeper and a much more important way, Jesus, if you like, is God's peace child to us. Uh, God could have come and judged us. Uh, That's how most people deal with their enemies. Uh, I like to share a lot in the church that there are two ways to deal with an enemy. Uh, One way is to destroy them. But the other way is to make them your friend. Uh, We tend to choose the first way. It's easier and it's more satisfying uh, to destroy those who are our enemy. But God didn't choose that way, although he could have done. Instead, he chose the way of peace. He wants to make us his friends. And he sent his son into the world, Jesus Christ, to be a baby just like us, to be a human being just like us. And 33 years later, he was hung on a cross, And we often like to look at the baby in the manger, don't we? Uh, And the donkey looking on and the sheep and the goats. And it's a lovely picture. But we don't like to think so much about Jesus hanging on the cross. But that's why he came. Uh, He came to take our punishment on himself. Uh, He came to pay the fine that we deserve to pay on himself so that we could become God's friend. Uh, But it's like a present Uh, All these presents up here were sitting there wrapped up, and no doubt all of us will celebrate in a few days' time around the Christmas tree and uh, be given various presents all wrapped up. Uh, But it'd be foolish, wouldn't it, if we left our presents wrapped up with the bow and the wrapping paper. That's not what they're there for. They look pretty for a time, but they're there to be opened. They're there to be received. Uh, If we don't open them, we cannot enjoy them. And it's similar with Christ. God has given us this wonderful gift, the gift of Jesus Christ, the wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. But unless we receive him, we cannot enjoy the benefit. Uh, We don't become friends with God just by looking at the present. We have to receive him for ourselves. And that's our invitation uh, to you. I don't know everyone here. Uh, It's wonderful to have you with us, Uh, but perhaps ponder that this Christmas. Have you received Christ for yourself? Is is he your Prince of Peace? Uh, Have you made peace with God through him? Uh, Because that's the most wonderful experience you can know, to know peace with God through Jesus Christ. And with that thought in mind, we've got um, another song now, but we have the Lawson family, who are going to sing for us. And if you have the service sheet in front of you, you'll see the song is, O Come All You Unfaithful. And that isn't a typo. (laughs) That is the name of the song. So just sit back and listen to the words of uh, this song, which the Lawson family will sing for us, O Come All You Unfaithful. very nearly the end uh, of our carol service now, but we'll close by singing uh, our final carol before I just share one or two uh, final things uh, before we pray. Uh, We're going to stand to sing our closing carol now, number six on page three of your uh, carol sheets. It's Hark! The Herald Angels Sing Glory to the Newborn King Peace on Earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. So let's stand to sing number six.